Hey everybody. Today on the Naha Show, we have Carol Sun, a really cool person who talks about her journey into running, which I think is really cool because、um, as a runner myself, it's always interesting to hear how people have gotten into it.、Um, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the conversation. And here it is. Oh, side note、um, we recorded this conversation when、uh, there was a lot of California fires and、uh, allude to that in terms of like saying there's smoke outside and we can't run. But by the time this episode comes out, I think the smoke is cleared up and、uh, people are running outside and enjoying the weather. So, anyways, here's the episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Think about it.、Um, so, yeah, I was just like. Hi, everybody. Today we have Carol Sun. And she is a friend that I met through my old roommate, Amber Santos, who. Eventually, we will have on this podcast. <laughs>、um, and today, we're going to talk about Carol's journey to running, which, as a, I, I wouldn't say former runner, because I still do it when I can. Obviously, not so much right now because of smoke and me being lazy.、Um, <laughs> but,、uh, Carol, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Also, totally with you on the being lazy part.、Um, But sometimes running's kind of the only time I get out of the house. So,、nice. gotta do it. Gotta do it. Yeah, sadly, but surely. Or is it surely, but sadly? I don't know. It's one or the other, I think. But <laughs>、um, so I, I met Carol a couple years ago, and she crashed at、uh, my apartment because obviously Amber was living there, and they were going on a hike. So that's, that's as much as I knew about Carol. So, and just sorry, oh my gosh, mid 20s. And just had a really hard time adjusting here.、Mm-hmm. Like, LA is just a really tough city to adjust to, I think, if you don't have a community. And I just had a really, really hard time, like a lot of loneliness, you know, like symptoms of depression, definitely just very unhappy overall. Yeah.、Uh, yeah. And then I was still going to the gym, like doing boxing classes, but not really running. And then my cousin one day, we're eating, and he's like, I signed up for this half marathon. So I signed up too. And <laughs> that was really. That was really it. Like, I hadn't run more than a mile outside since the last time I took the mile time trial in high school.、I、Wait,、think. you never ran in college? And yeah, so he signed up for the half marathon. So I signed up for the half marathon. And then that was it. We met up to do one run together at UCLA. We did the loop, which is like three to four miles and pretty hilly. And I just remember being so nervous. I like, probably went to the bathroom in Starbucks five, six times. Before we even started, because I was just so nervous <laughs> about running outside with other people. Yeah, I mean,、yeah. I can only imagine, right? It's almost like going to school for the first time. You know, like who are all these strangers? And do I, like, if they say my name, do I say yes or do I stand up? I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I was like, do I run with them? Do I have to talk? And this is like family, but it was all his friends and, you know, they were all young and spry and whatever. So, yeah, it was very nerve wracking, but the half marathon to suck. And you know, at that time, I was like just out of grad school, struggling. So it wasn't like I could just pay for half marathons left and right and not, not really like on a treadmill. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, on a treadmill. And I remember at the time, my roommate would always go out to run at night, like what I do now, like outside on、yeah. the street. And I thought she was insane. And now <laughs> I'm doing it.、Um, yeah, no, I always ran on the treadmill, I didn't run outside. Okay. So, like, here I am, like, mid 20s in LA, just trying to find anything that can bring me some type of like happiness. I spent this money. I might as well make it worth my while. Running is not really 
expensive, bought some shoes and just started running. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I think if anything, that's the great thing about running, right? That mm-hmm. the barrier to entry to it is fairly low. And yeah. in a sense, yeah, you don't even need shoes. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just need to be able to move your legs. That is true. I never bought into that barefoot craze. But yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, this was before there were run clubs. This was before there was, and, <laughs> and, and that would be like the first 10 minutes and then that was it. So, okay. How did you find your, like your first coach or how did you start to understand like how to become a better runner? Uh, a lot of it was just experience. So I could barely run three miles without just feeling horrible. Like that was really, really difficult for me. And just knowing that I had to run 13.1 and I really wanted to do under two hours. And it was like also a pride thing too. Like I can't let my young cousin and all his friends beat me. I got to come kind of prepared. So it really was just a lot of research online. And I actually found a group of, I want to say five to 10 runners who just informally trained together. And I started running with them and they were all in their fifties to seventies pretty much. And, you know, just started running with them and through them started getting into marathons and just a lot of just talking, just casual talking with them before I kind of gained the experience to know what I needed to do okay. to become a better runner. Yeah. Interesting. And how did you find these old group of people? <laughs> I rem- I was just trying to get past like three miles. And at the time there was a group that was training for the LA marathon. Um, since the LA marathon was like a month after my half marathon. So I found them and I knew I didn't want to train that much and then there was just this like casual group that met the day after and I just showed up wait, wait how did you find them just online I was just like okay. googling <laughs> okay. I was just googling like run you know run communities like run clubs just anything um yeah it kind of especially me being very introverted I still can't believe I just showed up without emailing anyone I just showed up nice. and walked up to a group of 50 to 70 year olds and said, hi, can I run with you? <laughs> and yeah, I learned a lot from them. And I think just building experience um, through racing realized like the type of coaching and the type of training I wanted to figure out. Okay. So you ran your first half. How was it? It was so fun. We totally were late. We were so late. We didn't know we had to show up like two hours early and do bag check and go to the bathroom. So when we got to the start line after parking super far away, uh, the race had already started, but it was one of those like 20 wave races. So I think we all hopped into wave 17 or something. Okay. Um, Just a lot of rookie mistakes. Like we're still getting everything put away and everyone's already on mile three or whatever. So we hopped in in one of the later waves and I just remember weaving a lot, but it was amazing. Yeah. Just crossing that finish line and realizing, oh, this was an accomplishment. And I think it really was nice being able to, you know, share that with my cousin and a bunch of his friends instead of, and all my, honestly, my new friends, a bunch of them were running the race as well. So nice. And did you make under the two hour mark? I did. I did. I like, think a 155 or a 156. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And That's it was one cool. of, yeah, no, it was cool. And it was like, I was running with an acquaintance of mine who wasn't the same pace as me. And I think that's when I was first learning like running etiquette. Uh Cause I was thinking, do I have to stay with her or can I go? (laughs) Like, no offense. I've been training for this race. Yeah. You know, this isn't a casual run that we do on the weekends. So I just left her. Sorry. I didn't know etiquette, but I mean, it was fine. 
Yeah. I mean, the end point is the same for everybody. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. How funny. I mean, maybe it's pretty beneficial then that you got into running at a time when you didn't beat your body up over like high school or college. I mean, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I was fairly new. So I had all the new runner injuries, but I also didn't know what I was doing. So I wasn't killing myself with like crazy track workouts or, and you know, I was just kind of running. I was just kind of running. Um, so yeah, you're right. It was like a really slow, gradual buildup. Yeah. So that's cool. So as you, as you got more into running and so like this start to spark that like fire that, hey, it's, you know, you're getting the endorphins now and you're learning all the etiquette and you're learning all the uh, little intricacies of running. What's next? What was next? What was after that? I think honestly, for the next three years or so, it was me hanging out with these really cool senior citizens-ish. They don't listen to podcasts, so they might not be mad that I call them senior citizens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the correct terminology, but yeah, I want to say the next three years or so, just really running a lot of marathons with them. Like we okay. even traveled to Athens and we ran the Athens marathon. Well, that's a crazy. Lot of, right? Um, that was amazing. And then a lot of local marathons and then a couple in Utah, but mainly the LA marathon. So that was just getting sucked into their lifestyle of just running marathons repeatedly because they just cared about finishing. They weren't trying to necessarily get faster, just mm -hmm. different perspective. You know, they're like, we're good. We're retired. And it was very refreshing because there wasn't a lot of issues. They're all laid back and they're older and they have that life experience. And it definitely helped calm a lot of my loneliness and sadness of living in LA was being able to go for a run and drink coffee with them and not have any, you know, drama. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, nice. Did they ever try to push you towards a certain shoe brand or anything? <laughs> oh, no, no. Not at all, actually. They were the type, there's one guy in particular who, if his favorite shoe was on sale, he would just buy like 20 of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, actually, even honestly, back then there wasn't, again, like there weren't run clubs. Yeah. It was social media wasn't as big. So no one really cared or paid attention to our gear, mm -hmm. you know? So I had this old Garmin watch that was huge. Like it was like a really big. Yeah. Just carrying a weight on your wrist. Yeah. Carrying weight on my wrist and you know, there weren't really like sports belts or shoe. There wasn't just as much focus on shoe brands yeah. back then. So it really was just whatever worked for you. Worked. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. And so you're running a bunch of marathons with quote unquote senior citizens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, when did you fall into, you know, other run clubs or when did you start to expand your circle to, I guess, kids your age? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it actually was when I stopped running marathons. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I was running maybe three to six a year with them during this three year period. Ooh, okay. And I really wasn't getting any faster. I was just doing it the way they were doing it. Like, all right, let's go travel and run a marathon while we're at it. So um, yeah, we would do long weekends and stuff. And it was fun. But honestly, I wasn't getting any faster. And it was really expensive. And I just really needed to stop kind of I lost that fire for it it just was kind of repetitive so I, I just went back to just running and by this time I'm able to run for pleasure like totally on my own or with them I could just fully enjoy going out to run um so that's when I backed off from that and then that's actually coincided with about when the Nike run club started doing their weekly run 
things. Okay. And, and you're like, oh, this is really interesting. So you just tried it out? Yeah. I mean, that pretty much was it. Like, I saw <laughs> that. I mean, I just like that they had, you know, the time, the location and sign up. So once you signed up, you knew you could just show up. And I like the anonymity of it a bit in the beginning. Like I could just show up and I don't necessarily have to talk to anyone, but here's, you know, 60 to 100 people that I can just be around and then run with. And then there's no pressure for me. There's no expectations for me. I can just, I, ne I went in, like I said, just wanting to just not talk, but I ended up making a lot of friends. I mean, it's, you see people three to five times a week in running, you know, yeah. obviously you're going to be friends. And that's actually where I met Amber. <laughs> okay. Uh, and actually where I met a lot of my friends that I'm still friends with today. So it just became a thing where you, it was just nice because you didn't have to plan it. You would show up and just whoever was there was there and you could talk to them and then go about your lives. Like it didn't take a lot of planning. Um, but yeah, a lot of good friends were made there. So that was really nice. Okay. And did you still have this itch to do marathons anymore or to like race or to do half marathons or 10 Ks or five Ks? Mm -hmm. Nope, no itch, which was funny because I was getting faster now because now I'm running, I'm doing track sessions, which I hadn't done since high school. Yeah. And even in high school, I didn't really take it seriously. I just did it for fun. Yeah. So now suddenly I'm learning to like run fast, to run slow, learning to hold pace, all these things that, you know, would make a successful marathon training program, but still no itch at all. And it was funny because None of my run friends knew my history of marathons. Oh, really? So they, yeah. So they didn't, I mean, honestly, to this day, a lot of my friends don't realize I've run so many marathons. They think I'm just being stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, no, I'm kind of over it. I'm over a lot of the running stuff, but then I, I still like seeing their excitement. Uh, so yeah, didn't get the itch. I just really like showing up and just running and then not worrying about, you know, show up and run. And okay. Leave. Nice. And so how was your, like your experience there obviously sounded pretty good. Um, and I'm guessing you built another new running community base to run oh, with? Oh, definitely. I mean, no training. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Did you not tell them that you were running with old people? Is that why? Oh, uh, no, it just never really came up. I mean, this was a good, you know, maybe one or two years after I kind of retired from racing. Yeah. And I was still running with them on the weekends. Um, get out of your shell in a new city, make new friends and yeah. kind of enjoy a sport. That's like I said, very accessible to a lot of different people. Right. It doesn't really like matter where you come from, mm -hmm. you know, everyone who's running can run. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I don't, I do not thrive in situations where I don't feel comfortable. Um, I'm sure if you had met me in like some party or some club, I would probably have come off really, really standoffish and cold but that's because I'm freaking out inside because I do not like that environment. So a run club where it's something that I'm clearly passionate about and I'm comfortable, then of course I will be more social. And I yeah. think that was a great benefit to it um, and ended up bring, opening a lot of doors and I got to meet so many people once that started. Nice, super cool. And so what are you doing now to just continue with run clubs or with, with anything really? Uh, well, I noticed, especially in LA, once the Nike run club stopped, what was so amazing is that all these other run clubs popped up. Like, every, and a lot of it is, I mean, LA is big. So a lot of it is just based on your geography. You know, like I 
don't people don't run with certain run clubs simply because it's across town or it doesn't fit with your schedule but i think that's been really nice is just seeing all these run clubs pop up and everyone finding that community um, because yeah i mean honestly my tiny mini community of senior citizens definitely saved me from a lot of you know sadness and helped me transition to la a lot smoother you know what it was weird because we just finished the la marathon before lockdown happened literally like just under a week and the la marathon basically cheering for the la marathon once all these run clubs popped up inspired me so much that i returned to racing so yeah so we had this amazing community we had this amazing thing and then we had shut down so it was kind of odd yeah um, in the beginning i think people were just the la marathon's amazing because the whole entire course you pretty much get to see all the run clubs in their various sections just cheering for everyone and that is just such a fun tour trying to be safe and stay outdoors i mean it is also hard because it's not like we've gotten very explicit directions on how to handle life right yeah. now <laughs> yeah definitely oh yeah no i'm definitely back into wanting to race and a lot of it is just having a purpose to training um i mentioned i have the new york virtual marathon coming up at the end of this month and i just started training two weeks ago and training very very loosely mainly because i just want to finish without major pain okay um, so yeah, the virtual marathons are not very motivating for me, but just very excited to just kind of have that feeling again, you know, yeah. of, tra of the whole four months of training with your friends leading up to the race and then just being able to celebrate afterwards. I think that's what I definitely miss, the, the whole process versus the actual racing. Yeah. And how does that work out? Is it like you turn on the app and you just try to find a route that's uninhibited? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean when um they have us do it on strava and when you click race it counts it includes all the times that you're stopped okay so yeah we are required to you know categorize it as a race um but yeah i'm pretty much just everyone around here who's done it has tried to find loops or something where they can do it without having to stop and it's actually been really fun seeing people make little pods to run their virtual races with and still have that support and you know some type of aid station yeah. Interesting. Do you run with music? I've been running lately with true crime podcasts. <laughs> okay. So you're running for your life. <laughs> yes. Um, I basically run the same two routes over and over and I've been doing that since March. I know we're not supposed to do that as females because that's how the stalkers get you. But like, there's only two routes that I can really run here where I don't really see too many people or there's enough space for me to jump out of the way into the street if I see like someone walking their dog. Okay. So visually it's not very stimulating. And then I run by myself and I have the same run playlist since like the early 2000s that I haven't <laughs> updated. Okay. So now I listen to true crime podcasts because it keeps me, it keeps my attention and it makes the time go fast. And honestly, I'm not trying to do any specific run workout. I'm just running for fun and to yeah. get out of the house. Okay. So it's nice. It's actually really fun. I look forward to my longer runs because I can listen to more podcasts. Nice. Super cool. And in terms of marathons, which one would you say is the best for beginners to get into or to try out? And what is like the worst? Oh, that's hard for best and worst. I mean, there's like notoriously 
so-called fast races where it's all downhill, but that just kills your joints. So I think for beginners, it's just really finding a race in a location that you want to go to and that's fairly organized. So if you, I always recommend like the bigger races because it's fun. You know, you don't want to show up and be like one of 200 people running your first marathon and then you're pretty much alone most of the time once things spread out. Uh, so I would say any of the majors, which are hard to get into, but like Chicago, New York, London, Berlin, Boston, Tokyo. LA okay. Marathon's actually a really great one. So San Francisco, even though San Francisco is notoriously hilly. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a lot of it is preference. You know, I love running in the Bay Area and I love running in bigger cities and I love the bigger races because I like being surrounded by people the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What has been the most fun race for you and least fun? Most fun New York marathon, mm -hmm. hands down. Oh my gosh. And that's the only reason I'm running this virtual marathon is because I got the entry where I have guaranteed entry for one of the later years in New York. Um, so the only reason I'm running this virtual marathon is so I can get that guaranteed entry later because that race is notoriously difficult to get into. But yeah, New York marathon, it's one, the scenery, two, you're running through all the boroughs and three, like the crowd support is amazing. That race went by so quickly for me and I intentionally didn't bring any music, um, because I wanted to take it all in, but it was just an amazing experience. So yeah. New York, hands down, the worst one. I won't, I feel bad because it wasn't, there wasn't anything bad about the race. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all perspective, right? It's all your perspective. So, I mean, it's so, not so, the race. So the OC marathon didn't do it for me. Okay. Only because when the half marathon and the marathon split, everyone, majority goes and finishes the half marathon. And then I'm, the marathoners are pretty much by themselves running through like, business spaces with no crowd support okay so i just remember being alone running down empty streets and empty sidewalks and it was also one of my it was my second marathon so i just also wasn't experienced so i'm already like mentally gone and physically in pain yeah um, so yeah it was because <laughs> it was empty i would say a lot of races i don't prefer is the ones that do the half marathon and the marathon combined and you split split so you start off with a lot of people and then when you split, the marathoners go off on their own. Yeah. And then the half marathoners go off and finish <laughs> and get beer at 9 a.m. How funny. Yeah, no, definitely. And in terms of uh, looking for a run club in the LA area, what would you suggest people to do? Just, it's all on social media or even just reach out. If you know someone in LA, just ask them because I can guarantee if they run at all, they'll know a handful of them. Um, and a lot of it, like I said, in LA is just based on location or it's based on, you know, traffic and parking and all of that. So I would definitely just go on social media, check out websites. It's all there. It's super easy, click away. Okay, nice. And I, I'm curious, like, so at the end of a, a marathon, you're obviously super beat up. <laughs> what do you do to, like, what are you, what's your own regimen for recovery? Uh, honestly, to keep moving. I know it's counterproductive. Like, you just want to go home and not move for a week. But a lot of it's just after the marathon, I make sure I walk before I'm sitting down right away and then stretch. And 
you know, especially now that I'm older, a lot more stretching and foam rolling and all of that stuff and just eating right. Okay. No, not necessarily eating right, but eating a lot because I don't <laughs> okay. eat, I don't eat healthy after I love a good pizza and nachos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really is just walking. Like I'm generally walking the day after making sure I'm just not laying down since I feel that has always helped me not be sore. Okay. The no, that makes sense. Days. Nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking us through this journey of how you got into running. And uh, I try to end these conversations on something different. And so no, knowing you or the little I know about you, um, <laughs> this question just came into my head. How do you tell the BTS band apart? Practice. You, you just have to practice. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a BTS fan, but now I'm like super BTS army because their music is very wonderful. But I actually like wrote their names down, all seven of them, and then just practiced identifying them. In really? Cool music videos. Yes. Cause like it was a, very like difficult. A, like a fangirl. Yes. Like a fangirl. It was very difficult for me in the beginning as well. Okay. Well, yeah. did, did it help that they grew up a little bit and they started to, you know, in a sense, become a little bit more individualistic? Because I feel like in the beginning, they looked fairly, um, what is that word? Similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like in the beginning, they all, they all had the same hair color and very similar styles. And now at least they're letting them be more individual. Yeah. That has helped, but I already know what they look like now. So okay. I think... Like once you recognize someone, you don't really stop recognizing yeah. them. <laughs> so yes, I think just like in running, if you want to recognize the BTS members, you just need to focus and practice. How funny. And can, do you understand Korean? No, no. I speak uh, Mandarin. Okay. So I know zero Korean. Um, I'm mistaken for that a lot. I think just running with Koreatown Run Club in Koreatown and talking about <laughs> Korean pop music. Um, I can see where that would, I can see where that confusion comes. Um, so but yeah. Like, not, but like when you listen to the music, you, you don't understand what they're saying. I don't understand a thing. Okay. So yeah, so through this shutdown, I evolved from listening to a lot of K-pop, which was nice because I didn't understand it, but they have like really catchy beats Yeah. to listening to the Hamilton soundtrack to listening to true crime podcasts. Okay. It's, we'll see what's next. It's quite an evolution and journey there, but I don't really want to dive into that one. <laughs> Um, okay, no, super cool. Well, Carol, appreciate you taking us through this journey again and your love of BTS. Um, <laughs> hopefully, um, well, not hopefully, I think unfortunately this year we won't be able to do our normal Thanksgiving uh, tradition with Amber. No, but maybe uh, we can do a Zoom Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, possibly. Oh, not as cool. Yeah, but, but appreciate you taking the time and. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. See ya. Bye. And that was my conversation with Carol. Super fun to hear about her journey into running, about the various marathons that she's run, which is insane. Um, just the thought of putting that many miles on my legs. Uh, yeah, just, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I have, but uh, in, in a longer period of time. Um, but yeah, it was really fun talking with Carol, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, again, if you can, rate the podcast five stars, like it, uh, subscribe if you want. And yeah, keep, keep, uh, keep on keeping. Have a good one.